0: With Clark and Alyssa.
1: The Sorting Hat provided the sword. Mm -hmm. The Sorting Hat did not then impale the Basilisk with the sword, which I would say is an excellent uh, feat for a 12-year-old who has never wielded a sword before to, like, jam a sword through a giant snake.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he did hold up a sword, and he did so not in like the perfect way because he still got bit so it's like i can hold up the sword and stand in a snake's mouth and let it bite me anyway should we uh should we let these guys know what we're actually talking about here
1: (laughs) meanwhile Meanwhile. um so this episode we are first talking about chapter 17 which is the chamber of secrets Uh, in this chapter harry enters the chamber of secrets meets tom riddle who is then suddenly voldemort and (laughs) fox comes to the rescue harry pulls the sword of gryffindor out of the sorting hat and kills the basilisk then stabs the diary to kill riddle
0: the sword of gryffindor
1: mm-hmm.
0: with diamonds the size of eggs rubies rubies the size of eggs it's gryffindor that's red. a very valuable sword i i don't know much about jewelry and rubies and whatnot but the size of an egg and that many of them
1: doesn't say what kind of egg
0: <laughs> mm, this is true could be a basilisk egg could be a robin's egg robin's egg those things
1: are tiny yeah
0: I think... Um, Either
1: way, most eggs are bigger than any ruby that I've ever seen. It's true. But it's true. So here, here's uh, my question for you, because we, we see Fox in his full glory, this great Phoenix. Yes, yes. Who, who does a lot of the heavy lifting. I will grant you that.
0: <laughs> Literally, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenixes are good at that. Nailed it. Uh, um,
1: because Fox isn't... An ordinary bird, nope. says Harry, in quotes, in the most <laughs> overwrought, cheesy sentence of the chapter.
0: But as Tom Riddle pointed out while looking at it, that is a phoenix. <laughs> this uh it's gonna be really hard to pick favorite quotes this chapter there There is some real bangers in there.
1: Slim pickens.
0: Yep. Oh yes, phoenixes can heal wounds. forgot How did about I forget that.
1: that? <laughs> It's Okay, so here's here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have this question. I didn't want to ask you this question, but I'm going to anyway. Oh. Um, so this... Tom Riddle is the memory of... He's a memory of Voldemort when he was growing up. Yes. Was the memory created when Voldemort was growing up, or was the memory created at a later point of this specific time?
0: Was the diary created
1: yeah the diary and the memory and and this um iteration of voldemort
0: when voldemort was 16 and tom riddle this would be an incredibly complex spell to put on a diary (laughs) for a 16 year old
1: but he was a really bright kid and he talks about it at the end of this chapter is like i left this diary behind to help this but
0: canonically He left it behind when he was 16, and he had all the powers in it at that point. Because, I mean, he had been doing things in, not the Chamber of Secrets, but he he knew a lot at that point um, about the Chamber of Secrets, and had already spent time in it. So he was really powerful, and maybe he was powerful enough to craft this spell. So I think just based on what he's saying, I left this diary here when I was 16. Yeah, he left it there when he was 16.
1: So follow up question to that if that's the case yes does he have any prior knowledge or any any post knowledge uh, from his life does he did he did ginny have to tell him how voldemort died trying to kill harry two times and did he know that voldemort rose to power and then died and do you know all these things or do they have to be told to him
0: um hmm I think hmm i I think the spell is essentially some sort of soul sharing or in the sense of um Voldemort seems to be really good at leaving parts of himself in things mm-hmm. as we find out about Harry himself, and I have a theory on that later, uh, but i I think that there is a certain bond between him and the diary that he can kind of be in touch with the diary from afar and kind of check in on it um, so it seems. Like Tom knew a lot. It seems like Tom seemed to understand um, some of it, but I don't think he mentioned that Harry beat him the second time. He said, "I defeated you like when I defeated you, you survived. How did that work? And like
1: he mentioned the other time, too. He mentioned he did. in the in the previous year and like and then I came, and then I came back or the great mm-hmm. wizard came back and you defeated him again. How did you do it? And
0: yeah, I Hmm. Part of me wants to say that, no, he didn't know. And Ginny just filled him in because she, of course, has a lot to say about Harry Potter. All the diary would have to do is, like, ooh, tell me more about this guy. And she would just... Oh, gosh. Go, like, crazy. Gosh, yeah. So I think it's perfectly possible that the diary did have to be caught up. So this is a completely separate version of Lord Voldemort. And it's completely separate. I mean, he pretty much said, like, I'm going to leave it here just in case something comes of it. It's not like he... it's not like it would have brought him back from the dead or it's like tactically it was just kind of a random maybe this will work maybe it won't and it kind of worked so i I think it is kind of a separate voldemort in a lot of ways
1: it was just it was interesting to me i wonder because we learn not in this chapter but the next one that lucius malfoy planted yeah yeah and so maybe Maybe Malfoy caught him up, or maybe Lucius Malfoy caught him up by writing in the diary before anything started, so he knew.
0: I could see that, too. Or yeah.
1: maybe it came from Ginny, or a combination of the two. But I
0: don't think that... Um... I
1: don't think that he knew, though. I don't think he knew anything beyond no what 16-year-old Tom Riddle put in that diary to begin with. Yeah.
0: I mean, if the most profitable company in the world can barely figure out how to make my phone talk to my computer, I don't. I don't think... Voldemort can figure out how to like talk. Apple
1: is very different from the Wizarding World.
0: <laughs> yeah. They used to claim that their products were magical. They still do on some of them. They do. Mm.
1: But they embrace like new ideas and the Wizarding World does not. That's true.
0: Apple's not <laughs> racist, and I'm thankful for that. Uh so yeah, separate Voldemorts. Um I wouldn't consider this necessarily defeating like the Voldemort. It's like the other—the real Voldemort's still out there somewhere, getting his powers back after the last battle. This was just a version with a diff—or this is just a fight with a different version of Voldemort manifesting in a different way. Uh, obviously, he couldn't even use a wand, so it's like it, the, the diary is not a magic user. Oh yeah, the wand that Harry tossed aside you know such
1: a muggle move man such a muggle
0: move bro (laughs) like put it in your pocket tuck it away do anything but just throw it aside and besides how would a wand stop you from like checking on someone it's not like he's like oh man i need every single finger to check and see if this person's still alive i'm gonna throw this like that was such a kind of a poorly written way to get rid of harry's wand of all the ways to get rid of harry's wand um that's how we yeah, do it. Yeah,
1: like it could have been he's sitting there and Riddle comes up and like pretends to comfort him or something and picks his pocket or Yeah,
0: yeah, anything.
1: Anything like that. I mean, I don't it's it's maybe debatable how tangible he was at that point and Enough how much pick he could interact. It up. But maybe like he he like a, a pickpocket needs to be like really good and quick yeah, and, and maybe yeah. he wasn't wouldn't have been able to do that but i mean we don't even broach the subject so i i would bet he probably could have
0: and, and i think at the end of the day i feel like i might need to do like an executive sum up of this chapter just so people like really kind of know where i stand if that's okay i sure. feel like on me. a lot um i i feel in a lot of ways so a lot of things happen in this chapter but i feel like in a lot of ways the reveal of tom riddle being voldemort i don't feel as though it was fully earned i i feel as though there were not enough breadcrumbs for me to really have i mean can you like i, I can't imagine a world where i had come to you last week and i'd be like you know what I think the diary is actually a version of Voldemort and that Tom Riddle is actually Voldemort and he's been talking to Ginny and sucking up her powers and slowly getting her powers and Ginny's the one who killed the chickens and the cat and controls the basilisk. Like, where would I, what would I have presented as evidence for that? Uh, I do like that finally we see some version of a bag of holding in this universe uh, via the sorting hat and <laughs> that it can hold items.
1: <clears throat> it was definitely some like Mary Poppins bag action going <laughs> on there.
0: <laughs> and I'm totally okay with this because that's, uh, in my mind, that's like a, the sign of just like a great fantasy world is they have a really good way to explain how people carry everything with them without it being too encumbering. That's like one of those plot holes that just like every fantasy author needs to find a way to fill. And, like, for Lord of the Rings, like, they have stuff like mithril armor, where it just, like, doesn't weigh anything. So Legolas can have, like, two swords, a bow and arrow, all this gear. And yet he still, like, runs on top of the snow because elf stuff just doesn't weigh anything. You know? Like, they have different ways of explaining that. They
1: build the logic in. Yeah. I I think it's funny that it's the Sorting Hat. And if you imagine what uh, what that purpose might be, I'm not sure the Sorting Hat was meant to carry things. I think the Sorting Hat was meant to fit on people's heads. Yeah. And it's like the Sorting Hat is meant to also fit on, like, young Hagrid's head. And, yeah. like, it's, it's meant to fit on giant and small heads and work. And maybe that's the whole purpose of the, like, expansion within the hat. Is, yeah.
0: And I, and I think the rule is it's supposed to be slightly larger than any head it goes on because it needs to kind of fall down over their eyebrows and kind of obscure their vision, because that's, that's part of it. That's part of it, right? If it just fit perfectly and you looked just, oh, pretty swell in the sorting hat, that where's the charm in that? It needs to be just a half size too big, so it just kind of peeks over your eyes. <laughs> Should we talk about Young Hagrid, by the way?
1: Oh my gosh, I want a whole saga of Young Hagrid, because I the like- it the one throwaway sentence that riddle gave about hagrid like hatching baby werewolves under his bed and raising baby werewolves and
0: and she would wander off into the forest to wrestle trolls
1: yeah and i'm just like who is this kid and (laughs) why like i can completely see how that hagrid would become the hagrid we know except for like a little more tame right now but like i want to see the like Free-spirited and like still believes that he's gonna be a wizard yeah. and like full of hope, Hagrid, and it's I the, I have I have some hopes that we're gonna see it with Fantastic Beasts. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: because they're just gonna keep building that universe. out. It's the same time they? frame. Oh yeah. It's huh.
1: it's 50 years ago.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: So I I have hope that we'll get to meet young Hagrid, but um until then. I, that is, like, the one throw, throwaway line that I completely forgot about that I was, like, delighted to stumble upon nice. and imagine. And it was it, to, it said so much in the one sentence. Like, I don't really need to know any more about young Hagrid, but boy, yeah. would I love to.
0: <laughs> I completely agree. It just... I'm just like, go, Hagrid, go. Uh,
1: makes it all the more heartbreaking that his future was completely taken from him. How did you deal with Hagrid was framed?
0: I, I feel like... Hagrid's life turned out okay. You know? He has a house. He still gets to be at Hogwarts. With- he's
1: in Azkaban.
0: <laughs> well, not- no
1: one ever oh, cleared him. Oh, you
0: mean he's framed...
1: Well, he was framed. Recently. I then, thought you were talking about was, way back when. Yes, but also oh. he was framed and then never cleared. And then framed again.
0: Did they never explain? Did they get him out of Azkaban? I think Dumbledore said that he was going to send.
1: He sent it. He Azkaban. he was like, we should write to Az- we should write to Azkaban and get Hagrid out. Yeah, because he doesn't deserve to be there.
0: How do I feel about that? Uh, it's
1: like no one ever looked at the like lovable half giant and exonerated him.
0: Um, hmm. I didn't. I didn't really think about this to be honest. Um, see, I I kind of have that all in a category of like Hagrid's dark past. And I feel like eventually light will be shed on that. Um, but I hadn't really worried about it too much until this point. Because it's like, I still think there's more to be told to that story. and I Of hope the
1: spider or just Hagrid's past in but general? Just Hagrid's
0: past in general. Okay. Like, how it did affect him to be expelled and what that was like. I mean, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. But, so all in all, that's not really, that wasn't a concern in this chapter. There's kind of a lot of other stuff to focus on i guess Mm
1: -hmm. that's fair um i so uh i would really like to talk about uh how the diary works and how diary and how riddle used it okay and um how he talks about how Ginny like spilled her guts and just poured her soul out and Mm -hmm. he was just very patient and sympathetic and and she told him how it's just like having a friend in her pocket. And that just, like, filled my head with... Imagine if someone actually thought of marketing this. Diaries oh, yeah. that give you advice. It's like going to the diary for therapy hmm. instead of actually going to therapy.
0: How far away do you think we are from that? I mean, there's there's probably an app similar to that right now.
1: Oh, there, there are definitely, like, texting hotlines yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. But... In this world, it was it's it was a very interesting notion. Like, of course, that would be appealing. I never really oh, thought about yeah. it that way. Like, yeah. for Harry's purpose, it's very utilitarian. Of he just sort of writes in it and then realizes what it is and then starts pumping it for information. Yeah. But Ginny, from a purely innocent standpoint, is using it as a diary. And and like, could you imagine like. It's, like, the wizarding take on those journals that come with, like, quotes by authors and quotes, like, feel-good-happy quotes or, like, inspirational quotes. It's, like, the actually responsive version of that. Yeah,
0: especially because she thought, I mean, it was mixed in with her books. She had no reason to really believe. I mean, her dad scolds her in the next chapter, which I think is a little out of line, but... um... Yeah, if you just thought it was a book that your mom left you and she just wanted you to have it because she thought it would help you or something like that, yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool.
1: It's just interesting, and I'm I'm kind of amazed that no one in the wizarding world has really come up with it. Or maybe they have, and it's just not very widely known, or maybe because it's clearly imbued with dark magic, it's just not really possible to do without dark magic.
0: Well, yeah, because like her dad was saying, if you can't see its brain... Or, that's how he explained it. If that, was, you that was the mom, yeah. Oh, that was the mom? And Mrs. Weasley. Oh, yeah. What have I, can... I told you? <laughs> if you uh, if you can't see its brain, then it's, it's probably dark magic. So I guess if they were to do, like, a clean version, you would have to, like, see, like, a little orb or something like that. I mean, it could just be, like, a gem diary, and the gem in the front is the source of power, and everyone knows that, and it, it's powered, and it does that thing. So I... It is really cool, and I think they could market it there's a lot of um I think this also falls into the category of this was written what fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago, something like that
1: a roundabout, yeah, I think yeah,
0: so. so it's like if she had written this book today, I wonder what that diary would have been, and how it would have been different, or even just like how gadgets would have been to wizards mm-hmm. because like they need to kind of seem ahead of um the and modern day world right
1: certainly was at the time yeah, yeah. and now yeah. it's just it still kind of is yeah it, like oh, yeah. it's, it's very much quite
0: like it fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating yeah that's an interesting question though what what would the diary have looked like
0: yeah and maybe it'd be exactly the same because it does offer something unique uh but as for how it works i mean he pretty much explained it he leached. All her weird vulnerability, nervous energy, all that, leached it out of her. And then somehow became more powerful than her by drawing power from her. I guess that's the thing, though. People regenerate energy. So if you're drawing energy from a source that regenerates energy, you can just keep drawing and drawing and drawing until you have more energy than they do.
1: Well, and I mean, yeah, he basically possessed her.
0: Yeah. That's what he did. Toward the end, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... I think he. You get to that point. It's sort of like um, Quirrell had to submit. He had to choose. Yeah. Being for Voldemort. Hmm. And I don't think he always loved that, but he chose yeah, it. No, no. And Ginny, that that was he conned her into also choosing him. And so I think there might be some um, required submission in that possession.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a. I would be curious, hmm, I don't know if you're ready to start talking about the details that led up to this. And oh, for sure. Yeah. So what did I completely miss? I, I was
1: petrified that you were going to guess it at many points.
0: Really? Yes. I was walking around the fringes of it, huh? There's... It we... does, It doesn't feel like I was. I mean, Percy was a clear rabbit trail. I mean, that was done deliberately on the author's part. Too, too and misleading. I was so
1: grateful for it. I did not think you were going to take that bait over Ginny. I thought you were going to see it as a clear red herring and be like, what is this it masking?
0: It did seem... It did taste weird in my mouth because I'm like, he's clearly a Gryffindor from a family of Gryffindors. There's no way Percy's the heir. But I'm like, but what? what else do I have? He's the one guy left that's been locking himself in his room randomly and been disappearing <laughs> and has the ability to wander around the halls by himself and stuff. So it's like... It it was a successful rabbit trail on the author's part.
1: I sure. thought it was brilliant. I th- yeah. I was reading it and I was like I would totally buy this. Yeah.
0: No, I think it was well done. I maybe
1: did when I was 12 yeah. when I
0: read it. I don't I don't even feel silly for believing it. It just it clicked into place and it's like, "Oh, wait a second. Who's somebody that's been right in front of us the whole time that that turns out it was Ginny?" But I don't get it. I know that Ginny saw that Harry had the diary. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, she got the diary back. Or, like, the diary went missing. And it's like, okay, who knew that he had the diary? Well, Malfoy did. Oh, but Ginny did, too, because she was there. But the whole time, the author was distracting us with flying dwarves with wings and harps, which is a pretty big distraction.
1: The part that I was really (laughs) concerned you were going to pick up on was that scene. And it was Ginny glancing from the diary to Harry with a look of concern.
0: Okay. And,
1: And, like, the one... And I was like... Why would Ginny care? Why would Ginny care about this diary? Like, and clearly it's just masked by, it looks like an alarming situation. Yeah. But I was really worried you were going to notice that detail because it was like three times mentioned that she was focused on the diary. Yeah. That happened. And then, and then when she comes up to try to tell them something.
0: Yeah. That was weird. Was
1: a weird scene. And Percy bats it away. And 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 tries to mask it.
0: Which but, was really awkward. And it kind of made Percy look like... It, it definitely cast Percy into the, like, what's this guy hiding?
1: But I thought, like... And, and maybe it's just because I was uh, reading from an informed perspective that I knew Percy was talking about hiding the fact that he had a girlfriend and he was embarrassed about it. Yeah. Like... Like, this is clearly a guy who's embarrassed about how someone walked in on him, and he's, like, trying to bat it away. But, like, Ginny was legitimately freaked out in that scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just figured she had seen... (sighs) But, But how is that evidence that she has been possessed by a diary and is actually working for Lord Voldemort. We, like, didn't,
1: we didn't get evidence that Quirrell was possessed by Lord Voldemort. we little got bit. Ev- he
0: was acting strangely. We got
1: evidence that Quirrell was up to something fishy. I don't think we knew that the back of his head was Lord Voldemort.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suppose. I still... Hmm.
1: I, I think that there is more evidence for... Ginny being the one doing the things.
0: What, though? Like, we never saw her around the scenes. We never saw her, like, pop up. Like, we never saw her covered in chicken feathers. Or, like, if she had been there with Hagrid and she saw the roosters that were dead or something like that, and then she noticed that, then I'd be like, man, Ginny really notices things.
1: There's, um, there's also the scene, um, so so there's the scene at Christmas when Hermione, like, runs up into the boys dormitory and establishes that it's possible for girls to go into the boys dormitory. But the boys are like, it's got to be a Gryffindor boy who took the Hmm. diary because that's, that's how this works. Yeah. And, but that establishes that the girls can go in the dormitory and could have, and could have done it without them knowing. So like they Hmm. just completely wrote off the entire female gender yeah as culprits who stole the diary
0: so i guess like okay there is evidence that it's possible for her to have done it like clearly like there's nothing that made it so there's no way Ginny could have done it but i think there's a big difference between it's like okay so it all of these things were available options but i still think that's different than like This is actually something you maybe could have guessed.
1: Also, you were so fixed on someone who was new to the school. Yeah. And I was like, she is the only first year we have gotten to know beyond yeah, Colin Creevy," well, and, and you I had, and you had that connected too. that dot of like, who else is a first year? No one. Like, well, I've got to keep my eye out for the Slytherin yeah. first years. And I've yeah. never met any of them. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> he's going to piece it together that it's not a Slytherin. But
0: Slytherin first years. No, I I don't know. This caught me completely by surprise. And
1: were, were you happy about that?
0: I was kind of annoyed by it. It's like, okay, imagine a world where we knew the last name Hitler, but we, nobody, or very, very few people knew that his first name was Adolf. Like, but that seems not... pretty weird, right? But having, like, a Lord Voldemort that's like, Lord Voldemort, you should really maybe know that he started off as someone named Tom Riddle. Like,
1: So here's, I, I agree with you there, Um. But the way this society has dealt with Voldemort is very different from how our society has dealt with Hitler
0: that's true they just don't where talk we talk
1: about, about Hitler yeah. and everybody likes to pretend like Voldemort's just gone and anytime we reference him, we don't mention him and we don't talk about the details hmm. It's a very different societal reaction and to now the genocide.
0: it's uh, makes them look pretty silly if they had just talked about it like it's it's
1: Oh, 100%. They're they're terrible at, at talking about problems. Like, yeah. Harry learns not to talk to adults from the adults in the wizarding world yep. who won't talk to each other. And how <laughs> many
0: problems has that created? All of them. Literally all of them. If he had talked to McGonagall once before this, like, and that's, that's part of it, too. Like, Voldemort's whole plan could have been completely foiled if, like, if anybody, any of the teachers, at least... Had seen Tom Riddle or TM Riddle, like seen her writing in her diary, or if she had come to someone and be like, hey, something's weird here, and showing them the diary. If anybody had seen the diary, it would have been a. The whole thing's done. It's a bust. They'd have been like, holy crap, that's Voldemort's diary. Like it's it just hinged on way too many things working out perfectly
1: it it hinged on people not communicating with each other which voldemort knows he knows that's his world Hmm, that's true and so he played to their weaknesses
0: yeah yeah i just think it's bold like i'd change my name well he changed his name to voldemort but like which (laughs) okay so here's my surprise (laughs) Oh, no. Is it something to do with the anagram of Voldemort? So
1: there is nothing more 16-year-old mastermind boy than anagramming your name into Lord something.
0: It's so so bad, Alyssa.
1: I decided that we should anagram our own names. Oh, no. So I went with full names. Okay. Um, I hope that's okay. That's fine. Um, You are Cornstalk Hard Egg.
0: (laughs) cornstalk hard egg yes huh.
1: and uh i'm jane's Slay llamas
0: <laughs> jane's Slay llamas yep wow yep yours is way cooler than mine
1: i anagrammed my name once upon a time a long time ago that was the best aunt. just my first and last name
0: makes Slays llamas Slays llamas wow that is fantastic it could
1: also be jane's Slay's llamas i guess but
0: you have just enough l's in your name uh, I,
1: I have, like, a grand total of three letters in my name just a crap ton of times. But anyway, wow. I just figured in honor of Voldemort anagramming his name and making it a new persona that you should be Cornstalk heart Egg forevermore.
0: Cornstalk Hardegg. <laughs> Can I throw, like, a Lord in front of that? Yeah, Lord Cornstalk?
1: We aren't all blessed with with the proper letters yeah, to make no. I am Lord into your name.
0: Wow. Yeah, I am Lord Voldemort. Like oh. I am Cornstalk Hardang. Uh, uh, I just read that and just, like, cringed so much. Especially because he, like, spelled it out in the air and then, like, did this, like, little animation i'm just like come on
1: i repeat the thing that i said earlier which is he's a 16 year old boy
0: <laughs> yes
1: and we've established that we believe that he is actually a 16 year old boy he's not 50 year old remembering himself yeah, as a 16 yeah. year
0: old boy i just forget how much i hate he teenagers sometimes. thought he was
1: so clever he
0: thought he was so cool Alyssa. and then
1: he he lived that name out Oh, yeah. For a long time. So, like, he married that identity yeah. and then warped himself to become it even more.
0: And you can try and say it's because you don't want to take your dad's name. But you know, it's it's just cooler. He's know. just
1: like, Ragnarok had a better name. Which, by the way, Ragnarok uh-huh. Riddle, way better.
0: Ragnarok <laughs> Riddle. Ooh. I wonder what you could anagram that to.
1: Uh, I don't have my <laughs> anagrammer up, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm too lazy to do it myself.
0: R a g a. No, I don't have time for this. Um, exactly. Wow, Ragnarok Riddle. <laughs> that is great. I'd be so jealous. <sighs> so
1: and and so sixteen-year-old Riddle has this like he thinks he's so clever with that, and it takes him five years mm-hmm. to get to find the Chamber of Secrets. So well, that that's sort of on par with like because he talks about how hard it was for him Mm -hmm. to find where it was and to finally get it all pieced together so he could finally unleash the beast yeah and all of that and that that feels way more realistic than some first year just stumbling on it and or some first year being evil enough to make it happen or any of that that
0: does seem more feasible i bet on the fifth year they're just like all right guys
1: i've had it with this puberty crap
0: <laughs> no i bet on the fifth year on the opening ceremony they're like don't go into the bathroom <laughs> Shh.
1: don't oh, go there
0: there's a broken sink there do not use that bathroom unless you want any to any die a horrible death don't go in that bathroom and he's like
1: oh the forbidden bathroom is forbidden the forbidden
0: bathroom i wonder if that's where the chamber is uh <laughs> That's probably it. It was down for service. And they're like, don't go in there. It's down for service. And he's like, hmm. And there you go. Oh, Hogwarts.
1: So, uh, but I I would also like to say there's incredible uh echoes of the giant egos of Slytherin because you have this Slytherin and then you have the original Slytherin who made like a stories tall statue of himself in a chamber that no one would ever be able to get to yeah he made a shrine to himself and stuck a snake
0: inside it like a really big shrine like absurd how did he do all that without anybody noticing
1: that Ego is insane
0: to me. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what else is in the Chamber of Secrets because he's like, oh, it it took me so long to learn about the Chamber of Secrets and all the power that it had, and it's like, okay, the giant snake, like that power. Like, what about what about five years took you to learn that? Okay, there's giant snake in there. Like,
1: like it's true. It's called the Chamber of Secrets.
0: Yeah, so like... But we've only, as far as we know, met one. Let's dig around a little bit. Let's, Uh, I mean, I'm sure Dumbledore is going to kind of go through it a bit. Inventory
1: the crap out of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it would have been nice to at least be like, Harry looked around and he saw this gadget and this gadget. Like, it would have been kind of cool to set it up for future books where I'm like, ooh, I wonder what... Oh, huh, what? He saw a small, shiny black cube? I wonder what that is, you know? Um. Hmm, so it... Chamber of Secrets. We saw exactly one secret, and uh, we already knew. That or two, secret. if
1: you want to, if you want to mention the giant statue of the Slytherin. The giant statue. That's the real secret.
0: <laughs> he had a long beard. I did not know that. He had a very long beard. That's not really how I pictured the the original Slytherin in my.
1: Yeah, opinion. I sort of imagine him uh, with a well-groomed
0: beard. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, out of the hat comes a. Sword of Gryffindor, I I think every house has a house weapon.
1: Lay it on me then, F- follow it through.
0: Okay, so Slytherins <laughs> would be a staff because of the obvious connection of snakes and staffs, um, that's been documented for a very long time.
1: And that that duel scene with the snake was very like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Moses and and the staff from the Bible. It was it was exactly like, yeah really similar to that actually. Now that you say that, go on. Uh,
0: Hufflepuffs are oversized boxing gloves just way oversized they're really meant to just more just just keep you at a distance more than anything they're not really deadly but they're just kind of like uh, i'm being pummeled with softness i do not mm. want to fight anymore
1: i think it, it might it might be a more uh, metaphysical weapon of killing with kindness
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah so it's just like a, it's a Hmm.
1: It's a hug of death.
0: It's a hug of death, yeah. That's that's very Huffle. The Huffle hug of death. Whoa. Can, whoa. <laughs> I don't know what that would look like. Uh, but And then the Ravenclaw... Mm. Pen is
1: mightier than the sword? Some kind of magic quill?
0: Yeah, I mean, you could just be like, well, it's a bow and arrow, because bird feathers. I don't know. I'm not very... I, I, I really don't have anything too good for this but I think each house has a weapon or at least some magical charm that goes with it because I mean really like there's a sword there's got to be some kind of follow-up it just reminds me of um, what is it called Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe where they're like you are this position which means you get this thing and it's like cool I think um, those two are buddies right so maybe they kind of shared ideas
1: who and who Rowling and...
0: I'm joking. Uh, and I'm like, I'm
1: joking. Oh, hold up.
0: <laughs> that was a throwback. Rowling
1: too, uh, and C.S. Lewis say what? Nah,
0: that was a throwback. Uh, anyway.
1: I I wonder how much of this ending... Like, this ending sets some rules. Hmm. It sets some rules for this world In in who knows who Voldemort is and how he can like put a piece of himself into something and yes and yeah. it uh, it sets some interesting parameters i think and she th- she had the burden of five more books that she needed to write too yeah that's and true. i think that she needed to keep some of those things the way that they are and also felt a, a need to explain them at that time so that it sort of laid the groundwork for other things that hmm. come. I think that might be part of it. I don't think that she that it's done right. Um, I think it's too neat. But I also wonder I keep saying this that I think that this book was written for a younger audience. I think we're still trapped in the yeah. written for a younger audience land yeah and I think I'm hoping that the next book will sort of slough some of that off and and because we've we've had two books that have set that they've done a lot of world building in those two mm. books that hopefully we can just graduate from that sort of preteen audience and grow up with the characters and i I'd like to think that that's coming. I think we did a good job of it for a lot of this book, but not not quite to the full extent that I would like. Yeah. So I I think that's part of it, and I think she felt the burden of explaining things to come and sort of yeah. setting up some things to come.
0: Okay. That makes sense.
1: But, yeah, his...
0: Because if I had read this when I was twelve, I probably wouldn't have noticed. I think
1: you would have accepted a lot of it. Yeah, I yeah. think I think a lot of those tying all loose ends up. It, that's a pretty standard for that for that age group, and yeah. for and especially for the genre, a lot of fantasy at that. Yeah. Age is is really... Everything's tied up. Everything has a reason.
0: And it does tie it up, but it leaves plenty of questions for later as well. Like, okay, so what is Voldemort doing? Like, it, like, what is the next presentation? If Voldemort doesn't even need to be around to raise this much trouble, if he can do all of this with just a memory of himself, then, like, maybe we haven't really seen what this guy's capable of yet.
1: Well, and, and I think... One thing that I will say that I think this this chapter and these books did well um, is, exam- is is letting things happen in the periphery and letting Harry not know about them. Hmm. Like I think that's part of why I liked the Ginny surprise and I liked the Tom Riddle surprise because... Harry pieced a lot of things together, but he didn't piece it all together. Yeah. And that was really satisfying to me, that he wasn't able to put all the clues together. Because if a 12-year-old boy was able to put the clues together, it's insane to me that the massive committee of educators could not figure it out. Yeah. And so that rung a little more true than if Harry had known everything going in. Yeah. And, and and instead
0: he was clueless. Pretty much like Voldemort needed to explain himself because Harry just was not. He getting was not going to get it at all. And that yeah.
1: felt true. That felt like some. That felt like a real situation a twelve year old would get in. Of mm. like, I trusted you once. You're a trusted person. Yeah,
0: yeah. And like, Harry like felt wrong, but duped. Like, Yeah.
1: And th- at least when he stumbled upon Quirrell. He was instantly suspicious. Yeah. When he stumbled on Riddle, like, he didn't learn that when you go into a secret chamber in (laughs) Hogwarts and someone else is already there, you maybe should question whether they're
0: trustworthy. Might not be your friend, yeah. He didn't
1: learn from the last book, which also feels very human. We make mistakes and then we make them again.
0: Yeah. And one of Voldemort's mistakes was uh, not just having the basilisk, just there just already out ready like harry comes around a corner basilisk (laughs) like that would have ended this chapter real quick
1: i think that's his ego talking again though like i I think think he he,
0: wanted to explain all this.
1: he definitely he's been waiting to tell people about how clever he is yeah
0: yeah and um i think he just forgot that like you are a book that's it all you are is in this book and by telling people that everything you are is in this book real bad idea because then they get, like, you know, then they know how to kill I'm a you. stab it. <laughs> yep. I'm a stab it. And it's like, Harry didn't even have to think about it. He's just like, book, thing, stab. Like, yeah. So that was good. Kind of a gruesome um, talking about the ink spilling all over the place and flooding out and getting on Harry's hands and stuff was a really good way to get the imagery of blood It was, yeah, it was
1: lifelike.
0: Yeah, it was lifelike because like Tom was writhing in pain as if he had just been stabbed and he was, you know, bleeding blood, but it wasn't blood, it was ink. And I'm like, huh, that is a very graphic death done in a way that parents can't really be too upset about. Because it's like, no, of course there's a lot of ink in the book. It stores all the ink, right? So it's like... You
1: had to wonder where it all went. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's like, no, it's not like there's a geyser of blood coming out of the evil guy. It's just that's how the diary is. And I thought that was a pretty clever way to get a gruesome final death without... Um, without yeah. sugarcoating it. Without it. And, sugarco- and
1: without being appalling. Yeah. 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 So, I didn't think about it that way. I agree
0: so are you ready for favorite quotes
1: um i had one more shout out that i wanted to do which was to ron oh who harry saves Ginny, and he comes back through and ron has already cleared a man-sized hole out of like a massive rock fall yeah and he's a 12 year old kid and he's with a with lockhart who has no idea who he is yes completely useless useless so by nothing but his own might and probably his own fear for the two people he loves most in this world. He moved he a lot moved, of rocks. I, and I was just like, you you had in your mind like you were gonna free them, like you are gonna make it big enough so you can go in and help. Like yeah, that was one hundred percent motivated by that. And yeah. like I sort of like I, I love that we've been so close to Harry's head. In this book, and we've never cut away, but I sort of wish I could have cut away to that. Yeah. Of Ron, like, frantically trying to clear this.
0: Yeah. He had to have been so scared and so exhausted. And And so
1: so motivated to, I'm getting through there. I'm helping.
0: And he almost did. He was so close. Give that guy 10 more minutes and he would have been through.
1: It was, I mean, that was not very long that Harry's in that chamber.
0: Yeah. that's true that's that's true.
1: really impressive that time frame it it feels really long because riddle just won't shut up but it's really not a lot of time but if you actually
0: just read the pages out loud it, it only takes it's
1: maybe 20 minutes
0: maybe maybe yeah if that hmm so
1: just a little shout out
0: that was good it was a
1: redeeming moment
0: 200 points redeeming maybe last time they defeated the dark lord in person actually the dark lord but no basilisk Okay,
1: Ron doing that, like Ron having his sister abducted, taken Mm -hmm. into a chamber deep in Hogwarts that is controlled by a snake that'll kill you just by looking at you, Uh, and saying, I'm going after her.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Versus playing an awesome chess game.
0: And there was Fluffy.
1: Because that's what Ron did.
0: And there was Voldemort. Uh, 100 points would have been good. Plus, (laughs)
1: Plus, <laughs> all of the chambers in Sorcerer's Stone were definitely just bait for Harry and Ron and Hermione. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so pretty true. This
1: one was not a cultivated task by Dumbledore, I don't think.
0: <laughs> no, huh? Anyway, Still,
1: that's that was my last one. So, Clark, what was your favorite quote?
0: My favorite quote was on page three hundred and twenty, I believe. Nope. Wait, wait for it. Flipping intensifies. <clears throat> there we go. 320 towards the bottom. So, uh, for context, the phoenix has just. Um,
1: the phoenix has landed.
0: The phoenix has landed. It has taken the eyes out of the basilisk. Um, he has just been stabbed by a poisonous fang that was sinking deeper and deeper into his arm. Ow. Uh, he dropped the fang, watched his own blood soaking the robes. Wow. Uh, this is very graphic for. Anyway, um, but at the very bottom of the page, it says, A patch of scarlet swam past, and Harry heard a soft clatter of claws beside him. I just really like how Harry's vision was fading, everything was blurry, to the point that this bird, this patch of scarlet swam past. Swam through, as if it's like... the fact that she chose to use that word in a patch of scarlet, like, that to me really captures just how groggy this guy was. How
1: far gone he was. Yeah, yeah I totally cruised right by that quote. It's I just like it. a
0: patch that just swam through like a koi. And yeah, I really like that. She could have used any word, she could have used scurried or anything, but she chose a patch of scarlet swimming by. So I liked that. Nice. How about you?
1: I don't. I had a really hard time with this chapter, was, man.
0: I, there were a lot of unfavored quotes. There were yes. a lot of quotes I really didn't like. Yeah, it's,
1: And I, I'm not even sure I love the one that I picked. So mm. on page 315, it's, mm. it's Fox's arrival. And I like, uh, music was coming from somewhere. Riddle whirled around to stare at the empty chamber. The music was growing louder. It was eerie, spine-tingling, unearthly. It lifted the hair on Harry's scalp and made his heart feel as though it was swelling to twice its normal size. Then, as the music reached such a pitch that Harry felt it vibrating inside his own ribs, flames erupted at the top of the nearest pillar. And it just harkens back to the quote in Sorcerer's Stone, right after Dumbledore makes the school sing the school song. (laughs) And he says, ah, music, magic beyond all we do here. Yeah. And... I love that. I love it from a a very real place that, like, I listen to music every day and it's magical. But here, it feels like legitimate magic, the way that it's bolstering Harry. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't even know what it is. Yeah. But there's this visceral reaction of confidence and strength and courage. Yeah. And it's all from a phoenix song and he doesn't even know what it is and so it feels like genuine magic and i loved the sort of interplay between those two notions we haven't really seen much music in this no, and i think this is really the second haven't. instance of it third Thir- second second would have been uh putting fluffy to sleep
0: yeah yeah
1: so i think this might be the third instance of music in the whole series and all of all of them except for that first one where dumbledore sets it up that music is magic yeah have been payoffs
0: on that and they didn't tell us that about the phoenix that's one thing they didn't tell us they told us that they could lift things they told us that their tears could cure things what was the other thing there's one more thing
1: uh loyal loyalty loyalty
0: yes um but they didn't tell us that they were a songbird with a really weird song that echoes through the chambers and like it's that was a cool quote and i remember as i was reading through them like Hmm. I need to remember that one just in case I don't find something else. Yeah. No offense. Um, no,
1: it it was, I struggled with it a little bit. It seemed a little overwrought, but I liked the notion of of the magic of it.
0: So I I, I struggle with whenever we finish a book, like, yes, we do have one more chapter to discuss, but like, I don't know, like, what's the payoff? Like, what? What did you want me to come away with here? Like, did you expect me to... Like, what did you expect from me as I finished this book?
1: How so? I need more specifics in that question.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I know I was wrong on a lot of my guesses, so I'd have to reconcile that. But, like, were you excited for the end of this book?
1: Yes. I, um... I love how there is in a sense a riddle in this book, not Tom Riddle, but the riddle of what the what what the beast is. Yeah. And but it's not a clear obvious riddle and Hermione solves it and the sort of triangulation that has to happen to get there. Yeah. And I love that it surprises me.
0: Yeah. That
1: I and so I really that's Probably what uh, made me love it so much when I was a kid was this sort of unofficial riddle, and and I like the world building, and it it feels very much like um, like we've just teed up. Any any time you do something once, you're gonna mess it up. Yeah. The second time you do it, you'll do it with more confidence. But then that third time it's it's from an informed perspective in a way that we we haven't seen before. And yeah. so it's it's we've done a lot of dirty work after this. And hmm. and I feel like the way should be cleared for JK Rowling to to just really sink her teeth into what this world could mean and how can we challenge Harry and how can Harry grow and what can we do to the trio to complicate their friendship and what
0: happens without Hermione? What happens without Ron? What happens? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, and I think we, we just sort of got to dip into some of those possibilities and now she's laid the groundwork so we can really explore some of those questions. Hmm. And so this is not my favorite book anymore of, of this series. I think probably the fourth book is Mm. my favorite Mm -hmm. um that might change as we go through this but yeah but it definitely was my favorite book a, a long time ago and it's i i think it's i think it's the surprise and i think it's um yeah I think it's i uh, I'm sorry. That I is a lot of end. very
0: fast blinking. <laughs> There's a lot of thinking going on there. I, I, I think I would have been happier with the end. And I know this isn't... Like you said, she's setting this up for a bigger world and more things happening later in the future. But if Tom Riddle himself was not Voldemort, Tom Riddle was Tom Riddle. Uh, a Slytherin, a young, ambitious Slytherin, that felt like he or maybe he knew he was the heir of Slytherin or something like that and he knew there was a legacy and he learned everything that he could about the chamber but then he had to leave the school and he felt this whole sense of like unfulfilled potential or all that and he left the Diaries a thing and the fed and he grew in power but Tom Riddle was completely detached from Voldemort I think for this one book by itself not feeding into a larger universe That would have been a much better villain, much better payoff.
1: I think uh, a way to address what you want, that Mm. sort of hunger for someone new, Mm -hmm. uh, without completely jeopardizing the trajectory of the story, the the greater arc would be to leave Tom Riddle as is, but to be better, like, make good on Lockhart.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's
1: the way to address that problem, and that's give him an actual villainous task. Yeah. Give you two villains that yeah. aren't working together.
0: No, they're working separately, and Lockhart's doing his thing, and Tom's doing his thing.
1: And that complicates the world in a very real way. Yeah. And and I, yeah, I agree. And I feel like we I was hoping really for, for something
0: more, something like that. I was hoping for maybe a new type of villain, a new something, a new twist to it. Button said, oh, it's Voldemort. Look, the letters are rearranged to make Voldemort. And I'm just like, what? What? Like, what do you mean? It's like, no, no. Come on, man. So that's, in my mind, Tom Riddle is a separate villain. And like you said, Lockhart paying off a little bit more um, would have made this more rewarding for me. But she also has five more books to set up. And we need to establish that... Voldemort can leave parts of himself and people, which we will talk about in the next chapter, which is
1: the next chapter is eighteen, Dobby's Reward. Yes. And in this chapter, Dumbledore's back just in time to throw a feast. Mm-hmm. To celebrate the defeat of the Basilisk, but not without giving some overwrought exposition.
0: Yeah.
1: And then Harry tricks Lucius Malfoy into freeing Dobby. And they all go back to the Muggle World, the end.
0: The end. There's probably another crack about, oh, eh, going back with the Dursleys is sure going to be interesting after this. Oh,
1: my gosh. It's so bad. Uh,
0: Every time. I'm so tempted to just skip the last five pages of every book like this. Just being like, I I know what's going to happen. I don't care. I don't need to. It's
1: like almost the last 20 pages. Like, if you could piece it together. <laughs> this whole chapter. <laughs> if, you, if you could piece it together, yeah. you don't really need the explanation. Like, the, the Dumbledore monologue of I'm going to explain all these things yeah. about, like, is almost the same from what he told, like, he explains to the Weasleys what he explained to Harry in the final chapter of Sorcerer's Stone.
0: Yep.
1: And it was like, I like that we're circling back because like, people might be picking this book up first rather than the other one.
0: It'd be weird, but they might. It'd be
1: weird, but it was before it was taking the world by storm, yeah. and so they yeah. might just start with the most recent one. It was probably marketed better. Um, but, so we, like we circle back around there. But it's done at least well enough that, like, Dumbledore's not telling Harry the same thing again. Yeah. Dumbledore's explaining it to someone new who doesn't know this. And so, I mean, she cleaned it up a little bit, but I feel like at the same time, we didn't really need to hear that all again.
0: Yeah. And the whole, like, Dumbledore... Dumbledore has all the answers right after it would have been really convenient to have all those answers. It's, it's just kind of those one of those weird, like, oh, that Dumbledore, he sure knows everything except for when he actually needs to know stuff like again like you could almost make the same argument for dumbledore what has dumbledore done that's made him such a great wizard again remind me have we seen dumbledore do great wizard things because i haven't i haven't seen harry do great wizard things i haven't seen dumbledore do great wizard things so like that's, they just have to keep fair. yeah they just have to keep telling me dumbledore's a great wizard dumbledore's a great wizard If you come to him with a whole bunch of facts, he'll piece it together and be like, oh, yeah, here's what happened. It's like, great. Why didn't you... Where was that before? Where was that before? Maybe be like, huh, Voldemort was the heir of Slytherin. Maybe, Maybe we should let people know that Tom Riddle was the last known heir of Slytherin. Tom Riddle, a.k.a. Voldemort, maybe we should inform people about this sort of thing. You know, like... I wonder if Dumbledore was
1: doing that and just not doing it to his students because maybe he didn't want to create fear, but he was doing it to all of these other people. Hmm. And he just lives in a society that's so firmly against talking about the problems yeah, that it didn't yeah. matter that he was saying it even if he was Dumbledore. Maybe.
0: It could be. It could be. But um, for now, like Dumbledore hasn't proven to me that he's a great wizard. I'm sure I, I'll take his word for it. But like these chapters just... They don't need... It, yeah. Yeah. They, they need to exist, but, like...
1: My f- ultimate moment of frustration in this chapter mm. was when Harry's telling everybody what happened and piecing it all together and all of that and explaining everything. Harry finally tells an
0: adult. Yep.
1: After it would have helped. After
0: it would have helped to actually tell an adult. Yep.
1: Um, But on page 328, he's telling them all these things, and then it gets to this point that says, and then he... He tells them about how he pieced it together that maybe Morning Myrtle was the one who died. And I'm just like, like, where is brilliant Dumbledore in figuring this out? Dumbledore, who was there when it happened, didn't piece together that the girl who died in the bathroom... Probably might know something. And by the way, she's a ghost still in my castle.
0: But she didn't know anything.
1: She, but like.
0: <laughs> but yes, it, Harry shouldn't have to be the one to tell him. That.
1: That's the yeah. most maddening thing. Like yeah. maybe that's around where the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets
0: is. Maybe. Maybe that's why he was there. Especially
1: considering some, something was petrified right outside that same location 50 years later.
0: Yeah. It does seem pretty convenient. Like,
1: thats It's a hell mouth. <laughs> like, come on, people.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and that was just maddening to me, that a 12-year-old could piece that together when Dumbledore had more information and couldn't do it.
0: Did they know? I mean, Dumbledore must have known that Voldemort was the heir of Slytherin, though, right?
1: I think he did. I think the way that he talks about it at the end, he says, yeah. I can assure you he is the final heir of Slytherin.
0: The uh, final? Well, I don't know if he can really... The last living. Shirt. The
1: last living, was mm-hmm. what he says.
0: He doesn't know what Voldemort's been doing. He may have found a lady. I doubt it. But it's its uh, its not impossible.
1: Not impossible. But uh, Dumbledore's confident enough to think that. Yeah. So either Dumbledore pieced it together right then and is sort of making crap up mm-hmm. and just like, oh, well a plus b equals c so therefore i can now say this with confidence because the 12 year old told
0: me so yeah
1: but it it doesn't resonate with me
0: yeah the whole thing was kind of awkward and the parents being there and then them like chewing Ginny out where it's like whoa 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 Ginny's had a day give it a rest
1: so worried parent
0: Mm -hmm. we've already seen this yeah
1: we've already seen mrs weasley like freak out because her sons ran away, took the car, brought their kid back. This is true. And and rather than, like, being lenient and just glad they're home, like, instantly snapping to anger, which is a very natural parent thing to do.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, And so... I got
0: grounded once under similar circumstances.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so she's... And, and she... Rowling has even gone to the effort of setting that precedent. Yeah. So then there's the payoff and it doesn't feel as unnatural. And same in that beginning of the book mr weasley was kind of detached from it and bewildered and amazed and yeah this is a significantly darker situation and he is significantly detached from it but understands the gravity of it so yeah. it's it's
0: okay so there was more precedent there it's
1: an echo there
0: i just felt bad for Ginny. i'm like guys just leave her be man she she didn't do anything like wrong wrong except for not tell an adult always tell an adult not tell an
1: adult not trusting people and and then she she makes a foolish choice she's 11 years old yeah 11 year olds do that but she's an 11 year old pure blood witch like she's not muggle born she's not completely ignorant to how this world works
0: yeah she really probably should have had her guard up more for things like this
1: and and yeah and i I forgive mrs weasley for that reaction because right before harry brings Ginny in they were probably grieving
0: yeah that's true i mean
1: they thought she was dead well
0: because even harry i mean harry and ron was saying like he couldn't see any way that she was alive like how could she be alive
1: the threat was her skeleton will remain in the chamber forever
0: yeah yeah That's a very good point. (laughs) So uh,
1: parents are experiencing whiplash right now. Yeah. And Mm. their sons disappeared too.
0: That's true. Yeah, it's so weird. And like they know that Lockhart was going to go down into the chamber, or at least he said he was going to. So they could pretty much draw like my kid went into the chamber with him. You know, I could see them being like, Well, I mean, you know how it is. I don't
1: think they believed Lockhart was going to go. I think they believed Lockhart was going to run away screaming.
0: Okay, good, good. They'd be really silly to not, like, to actually believe he was going to do it. Like, I don't
1: think McGonagall bothered to tell anyone else that they cornered Lockhart into saying he would go into the Chamber of Secrets. I think she washed her hands of it the minute he walked out muttering about how, oh, I guess I'll have to do that then with his tail between his legs
0: but uh harry is very nonchalant in this chapter he's like taking off his slimy stuff just kind of like chilling covered in like <laughs> blood and slime and ink and he's just like cleaning his glasses <laughs> like, <laughs> harry's like really uh composed
1: uh it sort of uh reminds me of the the end of the avengers movie when they're all just like sitting and having shawarma yeah. <laughs> that is harry right now and then dumbledore's like let's have a party right now right Right now now." tell the cooks We're, we're we're doing this right and they party all night long and i'm trying to imagine if i were a kid and someone woke me up to a feast if i would be like energetic or excited and would i party all night long Hmm. i don't know
0: it depends on if it would be college clark or like high school clark or like now clark because now Clark, I'd be like, save me something.
1: High school Clark, obviously. Oh, dude, I'd you're have a raged Hogwarts student. all night. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'd have raged all night for sure.
1: I think I would have been tired. But then if it came with the actual information of, like, the heir of Slytherin has been defeated. Yeah. And we're fine. Maybe then I would have celebrated. Dude, I'd goes
0: so hard. Yeah. Uh, and that leads me to wonder... So last time Voldemort was defeated, I have a strange feeling they didn't really go and tell all the students exactly what happened and how it happened. Like, I'm sure, you know, the thin walls in that school, they heard kind of what happened, but I'm sure the students have their own version of what happened and it doesn't really have everything in it. What are they going to tell this kids this feast is for? Are they going to be like, oh yeah, turns out it was a giant basilisk and now the basilisk is dead. Or the heir of Slytherin was Voldemort and now Voldemort's dead again? Like or are they just gonna be like, We're safe, the beast was defeated? Like how much are they gonna whitewash this for the students?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: They might just be like, the beast is dead and they're like, What beast? What kind of beast? The beast. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. <laughs> and are the Slytherins upset about it? Or like are the Slytherins gonna be like, Oh man, this was finally our chance. What do you mean? They killed the king of all snakes? Like, that was our snake, man. That's not cool. We're not going to yeah. go kill your badger.
1: I think that's a really uncomfortable party. Yeah. And I think uh, at least, like, give them a day so that Harry can, you know, shower. Yeah. Wash some of the blood off of him.
0: Yeah. And maybe, like, the cooks can actually, like, have not be woken up and just being told, like, hey, you're making a feast for the whole school. Go.
1: And so, like, Ginny can actually rest and partake yeah, a little bit more joyously, because she was just, you know, possessed not that long ago. Yeah,
0: you know, in case you forgot. <laughs>
1: just, just a minor detail. It's just, mm. it's very, like, I wonder if Dumbledore was like, it's time for my midnight snack.
0: <laughs> Let's have a feast. Eh, why not?
1: I'll just invite everyone to my midnight snack. I mm, think Probably. <laughs> possible. I mean, he's already, like dreaming about hot chocolate as he's telling Ginny to go yeah, away. Like a so big it's like, cup. your mind is on your stomach right now. That's it. where you would rather be.
0: <sighs> That's a very good point. I
1: cannot I, take it. He is so absurd.
0: i <laughs> uh, So there's the feast. Then he gives 200 points to each of them. So they won the house cup. Yay! I'm so invested in the house cup, Alyssa. I really <laughs> care who wins the house cup.
1: Well, good, because I'm keeping score and you're not winning right now, ah, So, because I'm Gryffindor, so I, like, by default, get an extra 500 whenever I'm losing. Yeah,
0: usually <laughs> right towards the end yeah. of the year. Like, very close to the end of the year. Like, should have been finals week, but got canceled.
1: Let's talk about that. Oh. Those canceled finals. Yep. Because they were not going to cancel school when people's lives were in danger, because the finals were so important yeah but now that the threat is totally gone we're gonna cancel them
0: it's uh it's pretty stupid it's i, I feel like she like kind of wrote herself into a corner with that one she's like oh well i can't make finals back on because that's not ending on a happy note i
1: think they, i think she absolutely could have because that's a real thing of like school happens and it keeps going
0: yeah, but school doesn't really happen at Hogwarts. The The school is such, like, a secondary part of this whole book about school.
1: But, like, they could have done... Like, uh, uh, they could have at least said, well, finals week was supposed to start tomorrow and we'd already basically canceled them.
0: Yeah, so, so we need to, like, give you a couple more days to... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know. Like, that. that just tells me that someone... Probably not Dumbledore, because he doesn't teach anyone. He's an administrator. But, like, someone, maybe McGonagall, just really didn't want to do all those grades. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Or she's
1: like, I'm so stinking efficient, I've already done the grades as they were. Like, they're done.
0: Yeah. Like, like, we're good. You are
1: not making more work for me right
0: now. Yeah. That's what we're. That's where we're at. That's funny. I didn't think about inner teacher politics. But it could be. Because, it, it, yeah, the whole canceling of school, it's over. This is such a convenient, tight little bow to be wrapped up in. And then, again, I'm sure they said some words. I really honestly don't remember how this chapter ends, for it being the last chapter.
1: It's, they go on, they get on the train, Mm
0: -hmm. and they go,
1: all of them in their compartment, and they talk about Percy's girlfriend.
0: Oh, yeah, it turns out.
1: And the boys are all about how they're going to tease Percy about his
0: girlfriend. Ah. Because nothing's lamer than having a girlfriend, right?
1: Ooh. <laughs> I think Percy is particularly susceptible to being teased for having a girlfriend though. I mean, if you have a secret girlfriend,
0: yeah, that's
1: different from like the twins would probably be all like loud and proud whenever they have a girlfriend. Yeah, so yeah totally different. You can't tease someone for that, but Percy's clearly hiding
0: it. Yeah, which makes it a good target. It was a it was a funny payoff it the fact that Ginny caught them kissing. Oh. They do that in Hogwarts in this universe.
1: Shocking. Wow. We've heard no reference to it yet.
0: <laughs> but you never know. I mean this this uh, book is pretty short on romances. It's true. So. But I mean they're teenagers. They're preteens. Yeah. I had oh, crushes yeah. all over the place when I was 12. I'm sure there's all sorts of stuff going on in Hogwarts. But, you know, they just kind of selectively keep that out. I mean, there are already parents boycotting because of the whole magic thing, and which isn't and wizards. So to add in, like, romance, that'd be too much. So they, they stay very clear from that topic.
1: J.K. Rowling doesn't strike me as someone who makes choices based on whether it'll be palatable to parents. But...
0: Mm, even towards the end? Yeah. Especially towards the end? Let's talk about the end, Alyssa. Uh, Voldemort transferred a little bit of himself to Harry, like Parseltongue, and 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 Dumbledore even attributes some of his like personality to it, where it's like stubborn and hardworking. And I'm like, can't Harry be his own guy? Can't Harry also be those things without? So anyway, I don't know what a Horcrux is, but um. It seems, in order to kill Voldemort, you need to kill all the parts of Voldemort, which there are many of. So my grand, sweeping thing is that Harry is the last Horcrux of Voldemort. So in order to truly kill Voldemort, you need to kill Harry. And I know that's lots of books away, but in my mind, like that's, that's gotta be the big thing though, because like, that's that's the final gotcha. Of Voldemort. The final gotcha is this whole time when you thought you were coming so close to beating me. Turns out you can't beat me without dying. That's like such a good gotcha. So, my huge sweeping guess first of all, I think Dumbledore dies. I think they need to brick him at some point just because, um, just to further character motivations, up the stakes, Dumbledore needs to die. But I think Dumbledore dying is going to be the false flag where we're like, wow, Dumbledore died. Surely no one's going to die after Dumbledore. Who's bigger than Dumbledore? They couldn't possibly kill anyone bigger than Dumbledore. And then Harry has to die. And that's going to just be like, whoa, you can't do that. His name's on every single cover. And it's like, nah. But you can, though, because this book isn't written for kids anymore. This is now written for adults. So, like... That is my grand sweeping idea of the end, and I think that it was teased in this second book in this, like, nonsense chapter that's barely worth talking about. When Dumbledore says he left a part of you in him, I think maybe even Dumbledore had a hunch at that point, too. And he's not letting on. And this is one of the many secrets that Dumbledore has a hunch about, but he really doesn't want to think about. But until
1: Harry tells him all the details, I'm not going to... Connect those exactly, dots. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to think about that until it really matters. <laughs> I think this is one case of that. So that's my that is my giant giant prediction for the end of this entire series. Harry's got to die because Harry is a Horcrux. Harry and the Horcruxes. Harry and the Henderson. No, no, there's a band name in there somewhere. I think Harry and the Horcruxes for sure. Um,
1: Do you think Ginny will have to die too?
0: No. Why would Ginny have to die?
1: Because Voldemort huh? literally almost took her body.
0: Nah, Voldemort didn't. Tom Riddle did. D-
1: they're the same.
0: Nah, no, 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 no. They're the same. No, 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 no. no. Oh, that's not Voldemort. I, I mean, it's his name spells out Voldemort.
1: Almost took her body, and if Harry was just in the line of fire,
0: mm. and
1: Ginny was actually preyed upon.
0: Yeah, I mean, he probably did. I mean, he told, he specifically did say. I finally got to tell her some of my secrets. So, yeah, she knows more than she should. Yes, she does know more than she should. I think Ginny's safe, especially, like, I kind of ship those two anyway. And, I mean, I've been around enough pop culture, pretty sure those two get shipped. I'm pretty sure that happens.
1: I just think that you can't just get rid of a possession, like, like, it's like when you try to delete a file on your computer, Mm -hmm. and, like, there's still residual files exactly uh-huh, uh-huh. Like this is how I get to Clark there are residual files you can't really completely purge that crap yeah, like without to... like fully wiping the computer
0: yeah because you have no idea what little temp files it has hiding away that it mm-hmm. could just bring itself back with
1: uh, I'm just saying do you think that's real or
0: <sighs> I mean there are five more books it would be pretty cool to pull out the Ginny card where it's like oh just when Harry is starting to fall in love with her or whatever turns out <laughs> Jeez. Suddenly Voldemort. Suddenly Voldemort. <laughs> yep. He did it again. <laughs> just when you thought you it's were like, safe.
1: Just when you actually started liking the girl. You're <laughs> <Nah. laughs> just like me, but Voldemort, ultimately. who's also you, Voldemort, who's also Hermione, Voldemort. We're, we're all Voldemort. Voldemort.
0: <laughs> There's the title. There it is. So <laughs> the book is over. Mm-hmm
1: um hmm Uh, your last
0: uh let me pull up the show notes here what else do we need to cover here
1: that that was mostly it but um so as a whole you how would you rank this one over sorcerer's stone did you enjoy it more
0: i enjoyed it more the writing was way better the writing was way more enjoyable it was just more developed and mature um it tricked me I guess in a more rewarding way in the sense that like I actually had to like really kind of rack my brain and be like what am I missing here there's got to be something whereas like with Quirrell I knew what was going to happen yeah partially because I would pretty much had the book read to me before and all that but even still like this time around I'm like I I felt like the author was actually smarter than me and I don't mean like not to say she wasn't in the first book or whatever but like it,
1: the author knew more. The author was telling you a story this time, whereas the last time it was the author sharing you a story that you'd heard in your past. And yeah,
0: yeah, it was different. Sort of like
1: refreshing your memory. And it was more time
0: predictable story. It was more on rails. It was more like fewer, dis- like there were fewer distractions, fewer things where like if you were paying attention, you could pretty much figure out what's going on, and it wasn't a huge surprise. Whereas this, like, I was paying attention. I had my guard up. I was picking every, like, I was trying to pick every detail. And I still just, like, was around the fringes, but I didn't quite hit it. So it was more rewarding in that way. Um, I am frustrated by, of course, Voldemort being Voldemort, or Tom Riddle being Voldemort. I think it would have been a better book if he hadn't been. But we've already been over that. Um it's, it's a good book. I think the more time I spend thinking about it and the more time I spend kind of working through it, the more I'm okay with it. And the more that I'm like, you know, yeah, that was good. That was a good ending. And, like, it kind of does leave me wanting to know what happens next. Uh, I think the whole school cycle, like, there's so much structure here that Joanne has to get quicker at going through. I can't I can't sit through another intro feast. I can't sit through another, like... Uh, just like all the worrying about like finals week and stuff like that. I just don't care. I don't care. And I know it's a whole book about a magical school, so I'm going to get some of that in the next book, so I'm going to get more stuff about the classrooms and the finals and the teachers and teachers are tough and teachers might expel me. It's like, really, I just wish I could see Harry and his friends just free-roaming in a world where they didn't have to worry about the whole school stuff. But that's not it's it's a book about teenagers so you can't just skip that
1: i think that's the conflict with reading young adult is there are so many parameters on kids and and they're really uh useful story devices in a lot of ways because they're it creates rules and it's just the society impose those rules and so they're really easy to just set up and then not really have to protect too much
0: yeah and I, I mean, it's nice to see a post Harry Potter world and, and what people have done with that. Like, one of my favorite webcomics that I'm sure I've mentioned probably in the first season multiple times is Gunnar Mm-hmm. And they do such a good job, or he does such a good job, of just, like, school is a thing, and it's interesting. And every now and then, new plot points come from school, but he does a really good job of giving people the space that they need to have their own adventures. And I feel like there's no way that guy didn't read Harry Potter. There's no way that he didn't learn lessons from Joanne. Like you especially I mean, all the little all the little things. Like just it's so cool to see what this book has inspired. So I'm curious about the next book. I'm curious how she faces these problems, what she does differently, how she handles exposition, because she was so close in a few spots. And um it I am genuinely excited for the next book which i guess is a good thing about the second book right if it makes you want to read the next one it's not a bad book right so
1: i think if it doesn't kick you out of the world then it's done its job
0: yeah so it definitely made me groan it definitely annoyed me in the last couple chapters i'm definitely like ah come on but uh, i'm still hooked so it's good to hear yeah do you have a closing statement for this chapter?
1: Um, I uh not really. I kinda of wanna talk favorite quotes though.
0: Favorite quotes? Yeah.
1: I really want to do yeah, that. You
0: should go first as I flip quickly <laughs>
1: through things. I have two.
0: Okay.
1: Um one is is on page three twenty nine and it's funny. <laughs> it's my funny quote. Um which you you sort of mentioned, but it's it's Wonderful in full, and it's when uh, oh you are so right I had it wrong it was Mister Weasley who chastised Ginny I'm sorry for that that's okay Um, he he chastised Ginny uh, one after they've learned about the diary. And Ginny, said Mr. Weasley, flabbergasted, haven't I taught you anything? What if I always told you? Never trust anything that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. Why didn't you just show the diary to me or your mother? And it just yeah, goes yeah. on. But it was just such a funny notion of of you have to see where something keeps its brain in order to trust it
0: what about like wands what about like all sorts of stuff what
1: about the car yeah yeah (laughs)
0: what
1: about what about so many things but i love the notion of you have to be able to see where it keeps its brain it's just a very specific sort of um almost pedestrian way of describing yeah what it is that he does especially
0: because the idea of magic needing a brain kind of goes against the universe
1: it's so absurd and i loved it i laughed out loud when i read that quote i enjoyed it i don't know if you liked it as much as i did
0: but it definitely struck me as something where i'm like well i mean to have a dad that tells you all this all about enchanted books that make and that was a teaser that wow that was a good hint too where he's like, oh, man, I heard about a book that does this and a book that does that and a book that does this. Kind of saying, like, hey, books can take people over. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a hint. I just realized that right now. But that was a hint to, like, the power of what a book can do. Um, So well done there. That was a subtle one. Yeah. Yeah. But so it it makes sense that they would get these little lessons from their dad. And he's like, this is what I was telling you.
1: And like, if, am I talking to no one when yeah. I, like, come on. And then the other one is one that really surprised me. Um, I was sort of dreading the the Dobby scene at the end. I thought it was going to be awful Yeah. as as we came upon it, and particularly because you basically predicted it. But, it um, was pretty easy to predict. It was pretty easy to predict, <laughs> but I, I was sort of dreading it. I was dreading that it was going to be just overwrought and terrible. But there was something really beautiful on page 338 when Dobby defends Harry. Mm. And and he, Harry's freed Dobby. And then Lucius figures it out. And he turns to Harry and says, You've lost me, my servant, boy. Mm-hmm. But Dobby shouted, You shall not harm Harry Potter. And there's just... We go from... Dobby twisting his ears in punishment mm. to this like wall of force that throws Lucius Malfoy back. Yeah. And it was just like my heart swelled in that moment of like you finally get to do what you want to do. Yeah. And it's protect Harry. It's not even harm the guy. It's no, no, just no. like the man who has enslaved me whatever he can do his thing. Just do not do anything to this person yeah and it was just such a moment of fierce loyalty that i like fell in love with this character yeah despite the fact that he's annoyed me for most of the book
0: well he's kind of meant to
1: he's meant to but i oh man
0: if harry potter had had a phoenix like we would have heard at that moment this this crazy song coming out of nowhere <laughs> And the phoenix would have landed on Dobby's shoulder, like, knocking him over because he's Fox quite If Fox weren't small. like,
1: I need more loyalty points before <laughs> I can uh, reward you with some help here. Mm. Mm, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I need you to brag about how awesome Dumbledore is again, and then I'll come help
0: you out. <laughs> he's like, nah, he needs, to, he needs to be a little bit cooler. So I wonder when they're ordering the phoenixes and really lining them up and putting them in, you know, their specific order, I wonder if their, like, loyalty meter is a part of that or by size. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Loyalty, how much they can pull, mm-hmm. and um, final trump card is, you know, quality of song. What, what does it instill in you? Yeah. Like, there are songs of fear and there are songs of, like, trepidation and anxiety and angst and joy and laughter and hope and everything.
0: You're whispering.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My voice is getting tired. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh... It, that is cool The w was super brave. It was nice to see that moment. I, I kind of knew it was happening. I, and I guess that's why we didn't really talk about it. Like, it had to have happened. He had to have been freed. Uh, the way that Harry did it by just passing him the sock and him just being like, "Huh, what? And throwing it aside. That's pretty funny. Especially because we were joking about the socks and how they get your socks. So... It was clever.
1: It was really clever. And... I'm not sure I would have been so quick on my feet if I'd been in that situation. No. And I just defeated a basilisk, and I just put everything together, and...
0: And, like, Shinny was almost dead, and he just saw her parents, and then he talked to Dumbledore, and then he's like, Like, ugh.
1: I would probably be overstimulated and not put together, okay, I need to undo my shoe, pull my sock off, shove this diary in the sock, and then get Malfoy to hold this, because he's clearly going to throw it in disgust. And... Like it's just it's a lot of quick thinking, and uh, uh, it was really. I'm I'm sort of envious of how quickly Harry could put that together.
0: Yeah, I do. Hmm. And they're kind of like, well, Harry wasn't sure if it would work. He was just gonna try it out, but like, he was also giving. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That is very quick on your feet and very convenient for it to have worked the way it worked.
1: And a and a real show of loyalty on his part to Dobby as yeah, well. Yeah. Of, like, he finally gets what Dobby's been doing. And even though Dobby almost killed him so many times. Yeah. Like, he was operating under a very evil man's power.
0: Which, this is kind of another... I'm still just kind of piecing this together on the fly. So Dobby knew that someone was planning something very bad for Harry Potter, which in my mind lends more credence to the idea that Lucius Malfoy had been working with Tom Riddle and Dobby had been there to witness it. Oh, obviously. He had been filling him in on everything. He had been like, so, so Dobby did kind of know about the whole Voldemort thing and the diary and all that. Well, he says in
1: a total throwaway that was really frustrating to me that like... Harry's like, dude, I asked you if it was Voldemort, and you said no. Yeah, and Dobby's yeah. like, yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't.
0: Ugh, I do remember <laughs> being like, oh, I was come like, on. That's
1: such a cop-out. He's Voldemort. He's yeah. pre-Voldemort,
0: but he's Voldemort. Yeah. Just check his name, man. It totally spells like, it.
1: Like, I understand that you couldn't answer, but it, like, don't wink and act like, I gave you all the information you needed. Like, no. You didn't. Hmm. You just confusingly gave facts. I don't know. Anyway, what was your favorite quote?
0: I think it was just uh, kind of the whole the whole segment towards the end on page 339 where like Hermione gets to come back and like we kind of get to see a little bit of payoff. So let's see. Harry had been to several Hogwarts feats, feasts but not everyone quite like this. Did I say 339 already? 339. Everybody was in their pajamas and the celebration lasted all night. Harry didn't know whether his best bit was Hermione running toward him, screaming, You solved it! You solved it! Because <laughs> she's like, Thank you so much for solving it. Uh, oh, it took you too long. <laughs> uh, or Justin hurrying over from the Hufflepuff table to wring his hand and apologize endlessly for suspecting him. Or Hagrid turning up at half past three, cuffing Harry and Ron so hard on the shoulder that they were knocked into their plates of trifle. Or his and Ron's 400 points for Gryffindor securing the House Cup for the second year running. Or Professor McGonagall standing up to tell them all the exams have been cancelled as a school treat. Oh no, said Hermione. This is a really long sentence. Or Dumbledore announcing that unfortunately Professor Lockhart would be unable to return next year owing to the fact that he needed to go away and get his memory back. Quite a few of the teachers joined in the cheering as the, sorry, quite a few of the teachers joined in the cheering that greeted this news. And then Ron makes a little clip. So anyway, there's just a lot there. But um, seeing everybody be happy again, seeing the payoff with Hagrid coming in like super late. Again, he should be sleeping. He he has so many stories to tell. I'm sure he's like, I went to Azkaban. There was all this and this and this and this. But instead he just comes in and gives him like a big pat on the shoulder. And he's just like, all right, let's feast. And it's just like everybody was just so down to just like, not think about it too much until the next day, which is something that you can only do. Like when you're young, where you're like, woo, we almost died. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just like that. I like, it just was a very happy moment.
1: I think it, it does paint a believable picture of, of revelry right after, like it it is the immediate after celebration. Yeah. And it's sort of like the 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 like VE Day, like soldier kissing the random stranger nurse. Yeah, in, yeah. Like that moment, except for in full school form, and like no one really is even paying much attention to who around them they're celebrating with. Yeah, they're just
0: yeah.
1: enjoying it and feeling the insane adrenaline of relief.
0: Yeah. And to have just, like, teachers cheering when they announce that Lockhart's not coming back, way out of character. Yeah.
1: Well, and and I thought that um, Dumbledore being very transparent about what's going to happen with Lockhart, too. Like, he, yeah. with yeah. Harry, talks about, like, oh, we're really going to have to hire a new one. We seem to run through those quickly. It's totally a terrible line.
0: Terrible line.
1: But, like, I could maybe believe it from the perspective of, like... Dumbledore's just kind of going through the files now. He's like, okay, we got that handled. Yeah. That created all these problems. I need to address these problems. And that Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher position has been really stinking hard to keep open. And he's like, I was digging deep for that one. Yeah. And it was clearly not a good one. Next year's probably isn't going to be much better.
0: Man, if only they had an experienced tenured professor with trust from everyone that wanted the position. Wouldn't that be convenient, you know? Somebody that's been in the school for years. Are you talking about Snape? Yeah, oh yeah.
1: You really think Snape deserves it or should have it?
0: Yeah, why not? Way more than Lockhart.
1: Do you think Do you think he has a problem with dark magic at all? Like with
0: dark magic? Mm-hmm. Like delving into dark magic? Yeah. Well, he's a Slytherin. Uh, if, if that was a legitimate concern, he should not be employed at the school, period. Because it's not like it's any safer to let him around, what, potions?
1: I like, just think it, it it might be sort of like, uh, you had an addiction for a while. It's like yeah. heroin. Let, let's not put him on the heroin beat with the cops.
0: I think if they were that concerned about him, he wouldn't be employed at the school. It's not like he was... I, I mean, think Dumbledore again, has a hard time keeping teachers there. That's true. Then again, Hagrid's still employed at the school. Um, a lot of
1: people, like, you've got Hagrid, you've got Snape... Lockhart was a really shifty hire, and, and Dumbledore
0: knew it. Yeah. I just can't help with, I like, I think Snape is very competent. I really do. Oh, I,
1: I'm not saying he's not competent. And, I'm, like,
0: having someone who's competent and experienced and I, I trust. I think
1: there's a level of distrust among the staff. Hmm. Like, Dumbledore trusts him, and Dumbledore should be able to call the shots. But clearly yeah. we, we learned in this book that there are governors, and maybe the governors don't trust Snape, and maybe they have a say.
0: i just working at the school sounds exhausting it's
1: a bureaucratic nightmare of course yeah
0: seriously i'm so glad (laughs) yeah it's a school it's a private school though you think that'd get some of the problems out of the way but nope investors anyway anyway that's Um, my that's my favorite paragraph (laughs) it was very long uh where to go from here
1: well, uh, next time we return, we will have watched the second movie.
0: It's true. for That's... our season finale. Yeah. And I'm going to have so many things to say. It's,
1: it's, I'm excited. As I recall, I th- this was a good adaptation. Nice. I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm excited to hear what you have to think about it. But
0: I definitely um, I I think that if they chop a bunch of things, I'll be pretty happy about that.
1: I, I, a lot of that surprised me about the last movie about how excited I was that they actually cut things that were problems, and yep, so perhaps yep. I will be equally as excited about this. The same director, Chris, Col- Chris Columbus, so okay.
0: perhaps same Dumbledore,
1: same Dumbledore. Last last oh, instance last of both Dumb- of those two, uh, so
0: sad, but.
1: Until then, uh, you can totally reach out to us, great listeners, and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have read along with us and enjoyed it, if you were surprised by anything or um, surprised by a changed attitude toward things like I was throughout this book. Um, And you can let us know by tweeting at WordStruckPod or directly at me, at Alyssa Small, or at Clark Hodges. Or emailing us at wordstruckpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And uh, like with the end of, of any season of any show, kind of this next episode will give us a chance to kind of regroup and to look back and to think about, like, okay, what worked this season? Maybe what didn't work? What can we improve on? And um, definitely we, we could use input in some ways, and maybe a good way to do that is to give us a rating on iTunes. Even if it is a three-star rating, a four-star rating, preferably a five-star rating. But like letting us know what you would like to see from us would be awesome. So, I mean, we're on iTunes. Give us a rating. Maybe write like a little comments, maybe what you would want to see differently. what, What worked? What didn't work? Um, it's just always super helpful to get that from you guys. And we really do read every single one. We read every tweet that comes in. Alyssa screens them first for spoilers, which is nice. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's... And we've heard from a few of you over this um, season, and that's been really nice. And we hope to expand and, of course, find a broader audience, find more people that are passionate about this, uh, because we think they're out there. And if you guys know someone who... Um, is into Harry Potter and is a huge Harry Potter fan, and they have those like little like Facebook banners that are up right now with your house and stuff. <laughs> like, maybe when the next season rolls around, I don't know. Maybe share it with them. And it, this is just a really cool time to um, get more people interested in what we're doing and to get more involved with what we're doing because new season, new possibilities, new everything. So,
1: and we'd love to hear those new perspectives. Yeah. So.
0: So the more the merrier. Bring them arounds. Um, we're just gonna keep trying to get better at this whole concise thing and staying on track, but also having fun with it. And I think that's a big part of it. We want to have a lot of fun with it, and it's always more fun with more people. So I'm gonna stop uh, doing this whole
1: begging and pleading. I'm not
0: I'm <laughs> begging and pleading. I just um, it's just it's cool to see. You know, every time someone talks to me about it, I get excited. And more Me chances too. for that is like a really cool thing. And um yeah, we have we we have so much more in store and it's gonna be great. So thanks you guys so much for uh listening to Woodstrap and we'll catch you next week for the season finale. Woo! Bye. Bye.